New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Without further ado, let's bring in Jordan Renan. He covers the Giants. Jordan, hi. Good morning. How we doing? Good morning. Are you are you down there? Are you? I was just going to say, are you down there in Jacksonville? Last time we were here. The last was, was time we were the... here, I believe the Giants. Were you, were you on the team? I think it was 14. Were you on the team of 14? Yeah, what was I your was last? there. Uh, you guys blew a game here. John Maris said, I remember, and afterwards he said he wanted to fire everyone in the organization <laughs> after the game. <laughs> that, was his, that was his quote. Like, it was like you know, the, the end of the year. He's like, after that Jacksonville game, I wanted to fire everybody in the organization. <laughs> right, rightfully so. It might have been. Right. It might have been. Thir- it might have been thirteen or fourteen. I don't know. You guys. I, I, think, I, think, that, it, no, I the, think it was. That was I the first right. thing. Yeah. What, what do you think it was? I think I think it was fourteen. Right, rightfully so. I, yeah. I do remember hearing that and being like, "Yeah, well, he's got a point." You know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first thing I All thought right, of well, when I came in here. And Anita, can I ask you? Yeah. How the heck mm-hmm. are the Giants underdogs? I don't get it. I'm, I'm this is this is how this is bit. how I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I am too. Listen, I was just on Daily Wager not too long ago. My pick is the Giants getting the points. I'm also gonna play the Giants on the money line. Odds makers look at these these two teams equal, right? Like nothing great to write home about. Um, you know, I think Doug Peterson now overseeing the offense uh, gives gives uh, Trevor Lawrence in their offense a little bit more credibility than Urban Meyer. Let's not go there. Uh, but sure. um, yeah. but 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 I think you know the three points. The three points is the home field advantage. Okay, that that's really that's what but the three points is. So I, I think odds makers look at these, I, these two teams it. equally. I get it, and like mm-hmm. if the Giants lost, I wouldn't be stunned. But it, I'm just a little surprised. Because it's obviously based off the public perception, right? They want to get equal money on both sides. I'm just a little stunned that the public still is that big a non-believer in the Giants that they're mm-hmm. five and one. That the general, you know, uh, fringe better isn't just like, oh, I'm going to take the why is the five and one team? You know, I'll just pound the five and one team, and that all the money would be on the the five and one team against the two and fourteen. By the way, they lost to the Texans and the Colts the last their last two games. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it's not, yeah, like, it's so, not like they're playing great. That was very, it, very it's weird. Hard. Yeah, so, it's hard to erase, like, recent history or the public perception in the minds of, of New York fans. Like, until, you, until yeah. you've, like, really, I think like, it's the fans yourself. outside of New York. Yeah, I think it's the fans outside of New York still don't believe that the Giants are good. Like, their uh, eyes show them, like, the 5-1, well, and one, that they're not. That, that's, to me, what it kind of says. I'm still a little well, here, surprised. Here's, 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 an, here's another thing in, in regard to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, there's a lot of odds makers who feel that they are the unluckiest team where they have been able to move okay. the ball. And then, and then when it comes time to score, whether it's a field goal, it was blocked or it was missed. Or it's time to score a touchdown and um, right, there's right. a fumble or there's an interception in the red zone. Like, like they have been able to move the ball at will. But when it comes to capitalizing and putting points on the board, something happens, and so and so I think I think odds makers are looking at them as a as a very unlucky team, um, okay. where they're looking at the Giants as being one of the luckiest teams in the right. NFL, and so maybe so maybe that has something to do with it. But um, let, I, I want to talk about this defense because I think that's what wins this game today. No Ojolari, he was put on on IR. Fill us in. What's going on with Ojolari? Yeah, he had a setback this week. I mean, I asked Brian Dable about it the other day, and he was uh, like, um, yeah, uh, we'll see how he's doing. Like, you could tell he wasn't on the field at practice on Friday, and then he gets put on injury reserve. Here's the thing, 
And this is why, it's, I mean, this has just been a tough year for him. So he gets injured in, like, preseason, right? Or actually he was at practice so be, in, in the summer, though. And he pulls his calf, right, which is a terrible injury in, in, in regards to that. It just Those are one of those tough injuries. It's hard to, you know, get rid of it. It just lingers. And, um, mm-hmm. and then so he finally ends up coming back. Gets a sack, plays two games, right? Looks like he's finally getting healthy. He tweaks the other calf, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Missed the last – Missed the last couple of weeks, and now was really last week. He thought he could play last week. He thought, and the Giants played it safe. They said, "You know what? We're we know these are tricky injuries. We're going to give you another week to get healthy." So there was like, "Okay, he's going to play this week." This week he was going to play, and then the other day suffered another setback, uh, you know, for the calf. And now you know he's on IR for four games. He's had injuries to both both calves this season, and. Uh, you just got to cross your fingers if you're him and hope that, you know, you could come back and, and get back up to speed in the second half of the season. But it's been pretty much a lost first half of the season for him. Now, the good part for the Giants is that Jihad Ward has filled in admirably or even better probably, uh, especially against the run. Like, that's his specialty. He leads the team in tackles for loss, so they don't miss out in that regard. It's really the pass rush that they have to try and fill, and that comes a little harder. But Kayvon Thibodeau has shown more in the last couple of weeks. Kiwi could probably you know, speak mm-hmm. more on that. But you're starting to see why he was the number five overall pick. Yeah, they've, they've definitely found ways to, to get it done without him. I'm not saying that the, the Giants defense is consistently suffering by not having him out there. I'm just saying it's like it's a different makeup, right? So I saw you tweeted how they're now number one, like 43.7% blitz ratio in, you know, in the league, 60% last yeah. week. You know, if you can just be able to get a pass rush with four, then it changes the dynamic. Maybe they still blitz, but maybe they're not always pressured to blitz, you know? And and so you know, I had a, a teammate, Kavika Mitchell, and I had torn different groins at both times and he said hey that's when you know you're a professional right? when you when your good leg becomes your bad leg and then becomes your good leg again like now now welcome right. to the club like <laughs> you were you were actually a professional like our bodies are masters at compensating but like as you get older you got to realize like you there there are just you know certain things that are going to happen so i'm you know i'm pulling for him um as an individual personally but i think as a defense if we could just get you know a consistent good pass rush with the four down you know that we have then it'll take some of the pressure off the guys on the back end and my hope and what i wanted to ask you about is that it'll help solidify the run defense game a little bit better like talk to me about you know what happened last week with Kenyon drake the big plays because that was the thing that stuck out to me the most was that you know there there are some yeah. there are some issues there in terms of run defense uh i think like and look that's a unique offense, that Ravens offense. Like, it's different than pretty much anything you can face. But I think when you look at that game and you look at the Dallas game specifically, like where did those teams have the most success, right? You have Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence in the middle. Mm-hmm. Teams have found a way to attack the Giants, kind of like run on the edges. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where their biggest problem has. And they don't have that natural, you know, middle linebacker, play caller, like, you know, and I mm-hmm. think – that's where it shows, and that's the weakness. And so it's up to the outside linebackers, I think, to help them out. And, and really the corner, you know, cornerbacks, too, which is not an easy thing because that's not cornerbacks. <laughs> they, don't, they don't get paid for that. <laughs> that's not what they want. Yeah, they don't want it. <laughs> they'll, and they'll, they'll tell you to your face, uh, you know, if you're dependent on yeah. me to stop the run, y'all got bigger problems. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, I mean, that's where teams are attacking them. And really they need better play from their middle linebacker spot. 
And I think that's why, or at least the linebacker spot, running sideline to sideline. And I think that's why you're going to see a little bit of Landon Collins in here, uh, you know, making his Giants season debut. Not his Giants debut, uh, but yeah. So you're going to see a little bit of him in certain specific sub packages to maybe help against the run, to, to be used as a blitzer. Like, look, they don't want Landon Collins in coverage. That's never been his strength. Uh, it's certainly not his strength now. But they think that, that he can help in that regard, and, and uh, that's going to be one of the potential answers. They also need, like, Tate Crowder and, and Jalen Smith, when they're in there, to do a better job on that and make sure they're not overrunning those plays and having those, you know, four- or five-yard gains turn into 10, 15, 20-yard gains, which, I mean, Baltimore was ripping them off left and right. Again, Jordan Renan joining us here on New York Game Day, 98.7 ESPN. So, Jordan, this is how I envision game script. I envision okay. Wink Martindale loading the box, trying to take ATN and Robinson out of the equation and forcing this game on Lawrence and, and putting together some exotic blitz packages. He blitzes, as we know, the most in the NFL. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence is not great against the blitz. So I see the Giants walking away with maybe one or two interceptions today. Um, that, that's how I envision this defensively. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, that's the uh, that's the uh, recipe against the young quarterback in general, right? Forget even what Trevor Lawrence's success rate is at this point. I mean, that's what you do to young quarterbacks. That's what you do to rookie quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, obviously a second-year quarterback, but still a young guy who hasn't seen a lot. He's going to probably see looks today from Wink Martindale that he's never seen before. And it doesn't necessarily, and this is the beauty of Wink, and yes, he does bring blitzes a lot, but just because you know he, Trevor Lawrence might see, see blitzes that aren't actually even coming, right? It just depends on how he might not send more than four, mm-hmm. but he'll create the impression that mm-hmm. he's sending more than four. And I think that's what the beauty of Wink Martindale's whole system is: is that you know you never know where that guy is coming from because they can't look. They're not going to just sit there and rush forward. Like, it's beauty. It's beautiful if you could do it, Kiwi, right? Like, you guys mm-hmm. used to be able to do that. You have Strahan, you, uh, Tuck, you know, JVP. Like, you could just say, okay, we're lining up with mm-hmm. four guys and we're still going to get to your quarterback. This group right now probably can't. Now, it helps to have Leonard Williams back. I think that should help this group and help them, like, create more general pressure. If, like, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams are playing there in the middle. So, I think that's an area where maybe you look at it and Luke Martindale says, we can take advantage of that, like create the impression guys are coming from other places, but let those guys go and eat. Uh, off, offensively, and, and Kiwi and I were talking about this earlier, what are your expectations for Saquon Barkley? Because as we know, this, this Jacksonville Jaguars team is quite good against the run, but not great against receiving running backs that are a big part of the receiving, the, the passing game, which we know Saquon Barkley has is, is had a huge presence in. Yeah, he, he leads the team in catches right now. I mean, that's not the you know biggest achievement with this group right now, but still, he leads this team in catches. <laughs> he leads the team in catches. He might be the leading receiver uh, by the end of today. He should be actually if he gets like you know thirty forty yards, he'll be end up being their leading receiver for the season, which is kind of hard to imagine. But yeah, uh, you know, like that that's a good point. The, the Giants obviously come into every game thinking of ways to get Saquon involved, and they know they have, and they're going to run the ball. Don't get me wrong, but when you see the Jaguars allowed the third fewest uh, yards per rush this season, this is a defense like that's the strength of it. Yeah, find a way to get Saquon involved. The passing game is certainly one of them. So I think we're going to find you're going to see some unique and interesting ways to get Saquon the ball, and it's not necessarily going to be in the run game because 
look, they still need to find ways to, to create offense. It's still a problem. You know how many 20-yard plays the Giants had last week against the Ravens? You know we're, what that we're, is? We're, we're, we're waiting Zero. on the edge of yeah. our seat. Nope. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I had a feeling. <laughs> 20, 20, 0 20 yard plays. Like it's hard to to create offense and be good offensively if you're not going to create any big plays. So finding ways to use Saquon in the pass game, I think, is going to be uh, sort of at the top of the menu for uh, Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball today. Um, Jordan, about, thank you. What, what, I'm sorry. What, what yeah. about Daniel Jones in the pass game? Because you said they're they're third against the rush, they're third in interceptions, mm-hmm. but they're 27th in sacks per attempt, which in my opinion means that the offensive line should be able to handle him. Daniel Jones mm-hmm. should have time. Is this a game that he needs to have um, good stats, good numbers in order to get that contract that he's seeking? Yeah, I think so. I think this is a game where they're going to say, okay, you know, we're going to have to rely on him that now they have Wandell Robinson back. That, that that certainly helps. I mean, he was their leading receiver in 12 snaps last week, right? A 14, actually. 14 snaps, and he was their leading receiver. So you're going to see more of him. Their pass game's getting a little bit healthier. They've been super efficient this year. If you look, yeah, they're 31st in passing, but they're in the top 10 in passing efficiency. So I think when they have to do it this game, they're going to say, hey, we need we need Daniel this game to have a bigger game in order for us to win. So I think that's part of the the game plan today. Jordan, thank you so much. Always great having you on. Enjoy the game later on today. Uh, enjoy Jacksonville. You got it. We'll do. Have okay, Jordan. All right, a lot to unpack, a lot to digest. We come back, we'll have uh, Kiwi's keys to the game. What do the Giants need to do in order to beat the Jacksonville? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Jaguars. New York game day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Get ready for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. That's right. It's time for Kiwi's Keys to the Game. Uh, Brought to you, of course, by... Samuel Institute for Pain Management for a pain-free life. Visit samuelpain.com today. Kiwi, tell us. Feed the people, my friend. What do the Giants need to do in order to win today? I think um, the biggest thing, this is a Daniel Jones game, right? So when we talk about uh, the Jags' defense and what their what their strengths are, you know, the Giants are um, 25th in, in passing, right? but they're, they're fourth and rushing. So, yeah, we can get Saquon Barkley involved in the game, but realistically, Daniel Jones needs to have an all-around good game for, for the Giants to be able to win. Um, 
the Jaguars are 27th in terms of um, sacks per attempt. So the offensive line should be calm. Their feet should be settled. They should be able to give him protection. But this is Daniel Jones's game. And then on the defense side of the ball, they have to eliminate the big plays. I understand that, you know, um, Jordan pointed out that this was a different style of offense that we were playing. But in this league, from week to week, teams will watch what you give up and they will try to attack you in that same way. So everything that they saw on the on the defensive side of the ball for the Giants, that's what they're going to see again. Until you prove that you can stop it, you're going to continue to see that. So on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to have to stop the big plays. And I think if they can get a pass rush for four, they don't have to blitz. That'll help them be more solid up front because now you're not moving so much and you can settle in a little bit. But I do believe 100% this is a Daniel Jones game. He's got to be efficient in the pass. Um, offensive line has to give him time and they should be able to protect him. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they're playing good. Everything's solid, but they need to eliminate the big plays. Um, and again, these are the keys to the game by Kiwi, uh, Matthias Kiwanuka, giant great. Let's take some calls, Kiwi, before we take our next break. 800 919 Three seven seven six is the phone number. Let's go to Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha, you're up. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Best show, best football show in the mornings on Sunday. You know. Thank you. Listen, you guys were talking about the Elijah Moore thing with the Jets. Uh, I got two points. One, one on the Elijah Moore thing, and then just basically on the game today. Now, with the Elijah Moore thing, um, you know, let's not miss words. Uh, the situation is is that the quarterback is not very good. And you guys have touched on that. I mean, Mike T touched on that. And uh, there's a strong possibility that you'll have another receiver like Garrett Wilson, you know, complaining a little bit. They had to bench more, but like Kiwi, I, I understand what you were talking about because people don't think about it like this. You know, when you talk about when Mike T was talking about in terms of money, another thing that gets you a big contract is when you have numbers to back up, you know, getting a contract mm-hmm. like that. So I can't get mad at the coaches because what they're doing is winning and they're protecting necessarily the quarterback or the team from the quarterback's play, utilizing the running backs and the tight ends. But this game here specifically, they got to be very careful. I know that Denver, you know, stinks on offense and all these different things and uh, the ripping, you know, is going to be the quarterback. But their defensive front and secondary plays high-end football. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of angry guys over there. Chubb, uh, I forgot the other um, lineman's name. Listen, they're having a bad season. And this could be one of those games where they'll, you know, basically try to flatten your quarterback. So, I mean, they've got to be careful, you know, with this guy, you know, running around and, 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 and you know, keep going to the Brees Halls, keep going to the tight ends. I mean, that's the safest bet, uh, in my humble opinion. Buddha, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Tony in the Bronx. Tony, you're up. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing today? Very good. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great as well. Uh, you can ask this question to Mike T too whenever he comes on too. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go right into it today and not waste any time. Uh, today, this week's games: Jones, my quarterback matchups: Jones Lawrence, Wilson versus Wilson, uh, Heineke versus Rogers. Golf versus Prescott, uh, Mahomes versus Garoppolo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Which quarterback is under the most duress when they're head-to-head matchup today? I got my pick. Let's hear you. Let's hear yours. Probably Richard Rodgers at Prescott uh, was on the most duress for me. But what's your, but what's your, your, uh, your choice? You can ask the mic to when he yells a line. Thank you. Tony. 
Yeah, Tony, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I think he means most pressure, not necessarily like pressured by the defense, but most pressure to win a game. Yeah, right? I don't think Dak has um, the most pressure to win the game. I mean, he's, I, he's the established quarterback think, of the organization. Go ahead. What do you think Mac Jones? Mac Jones, Monday yeah. night, you know, like everybody's all Google guys. Is that wap, Wappy? What is it? Uh, wappy zappy. for Zappy? Yep. Wacky for Zappy? Right? Like, uh, and there's so much talk like, oh, you know, fourth string, four, fourth round quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I think Mac Jones is under a lot of pressure to come in and really perform on Monday night. I like I like that call, hundred uh, percent. Because I think I think when you when you talk about Dak Prescott, he's already been paid. He's already established himself as a, at least an upper tier quarterback. Yes, um, Cooper Rush came in and did an extraordinary job, but this is still his team. He still has that locker room, and we're still expecting him. Mac Jones, on the other hand, I mean, the jury's still out. You know, like there's especially playing in New England. You understand how like the turnover there can be quick. I mean, there's a few guys who get that that long leash and everybody else is pretty much playing year to year. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think Dak is under as much pressure to win. I think it, the organization in Dallas has so much potential that on a national stage, it'll be more disappointing if he loses. But in reality, in terms of what this means for your career, I, I think you're right. Mac Jones has more pressure. We come back, we'll continue with your calls, also bring you up to speed on some of the news and notes and what's being reported out there. And then, of course, uh, we will be revisited with, uh, with Mike Tannenbaum to bring you our, uh, our final segment with our, our picks and our scores and all that good stuff uh, to send you off on your merry way. Keep in mind, later on this afternoon, Dan Gross and Greg Buttle will be back for your Jets pregame show as well as the Jets game that you'll be able to listen to right here on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Kiwi, really quick, before we go back to the calls, I want to let you know, you know, each week the NFL sends out this like extensive uh, information packet for a number of us uh, analysts, right? Um, teams that are 6-0 and have a 95% chance of making it to the playoffs. So, of course, that's the Eagles right now. Teams that are 5-1 and have an 84% chance of making it to the playoffs. That's the Giants. Let's get it. As a gi- you could wager that the, gi- the Giants are going to make it to the playoffs. You're laying 215 to win $100. Might be a little bit too much juice for some folks. Teams that are 4-2 and two have a 63% chance of making it to the playoffs. It's the Jets. It's Kansas City. It's the Chargers. By the way, the Jets, 2-1. Two, two and one. So meaning you're laying $100 down to win $200 if they make it to the playoffs. It's very interesting odds considering their percentage percentage of, of likely likelybility likability likely likely help me out here you went to BC there you go you went to BC yeah. I didn't I didn't go to Ivy League <laughs> I went to University of Sun and Fun we didn't have classes on Sunday uh, I mean on Friday and we um and we had a pool out of my dorm so that was important Fridays was for the pool school was Monday hey. school was Monday through Thursday so we're, we're all here now right we're all here now um we <laughs> let's Let's take some calls. Um, let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. Good morning, guys. Uh, good show. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, uh, uh, you're welcome. Uh, the 49ers, you know, they've been drafting running backs, and they find gems the last three, four years. I know E. John Mitchell's hurt, Mason's hurt, and other solid guys. Anyway, um, and uh, uh, Wilson is doing quite well, and they draft. They've given up a lot of picks for Lance and uh, 
Christian McCaffrey. It was a good trade. I guess they don't want to, they have no excuse not to win a division and keep the keep the Rams from getting them um, Christian McCaffrey. But you think uh, he's injury prone? That's the key to uh, for the rest of the season and they have yeah. great offense. Listen, here's could, here's could the he, thing, Mitch. Did you move to the wide receiver? Yeah, Mitch. I, I, I see. Be- you know, I'm and I'm sorry. We don't have a lot of time left in the show, and of course, you know, Mike Tannenbaum's going to join us again. We're going to give our predictions in a minute, but. Um, yeah, we t- Kiwi and I talked about it earlier. They're definitely going to use him as a wide receiver. They have so much depth at the running back position. Elijah Mitchell is expected to come off of IR. Man, you imagine Debo Samuel, C-Mac, Ayuk, yeah. and league, George Kittle. The league is different. The league is different. Like, about don't, it. don't get caught up in, in what somebody's tag is, what their, what their, their position is. Position, I mean, right. Yeah, you know, what their position is on paper. We had a, a linebacker who was playing safety, you know, Jaquan Williams running down. And you can – if you have a talented offensive coordinator and everybody else understands what their job is in the offense and for my side, like defense, if everybody else understands what their job is, then that gives you the ability to say, hey, listen, we're going to exchange this player for that player. I don't care what his his tag is on paper. This is going to be helpful for the team. That's the stuff that gives you flexibility. Like offensive – like coordinator in general they love having having guys who can play multiple positions and if you don't think Christian McCaffrey can do multiple things in an offense you're crazy like they can they can find a way to put him in there um we've we've got we've got about a good just a minute left in this segment um so let, let's go to Jason really quick in, in the Bronx Jason got to make it quick only have about 30 seconds okay sorry uh I'll be quick I just want to say like obviously the most important thing as far as the Jets is winning whether he throws the ball 20 times or whatever, 40 times. Now you want to see him develop over the time, just sort of like um, Russell Wilson did when he was ground and pounding about the defense. But let's win. Take advantage of your opportunities. He, he's, a, he's from BYU. It's his second year. You know it's going to be a learning curve. So I understand like some people are like, oh, Zach Wilson is no good. Give it some time. Let's see what's going to happen. He did look good in that um, with Pittsburgh when he had to lead the team down on those two drives. So just worry about winning. Have the game plan in the sword, and, and, and let's go out there and play some winning football. I got confidence in the Jets. And I got confidence in the front office of what they're doing. So I think everybody just needs to relax, and Elijah Moore needs to know what it is like to just be a part of a winning organization. And I know you want to get your stats, but still in all, I'm just, I'm just confident in the Jets, and let's just worry about taking it game by game and winning. Jason, thanks for the tough. phone call. I appreciate it. Unfortunately, like I said, uh, we're up against the clock this segment, so my apologies. Um, quick break. Matthias Kiwanuka, Anita Marks, and you, of course, here on New York Game Day. We'll be right back. And, of course, uh, Mike Tannenbaum will join us once again uh, right here on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Welcome back to New York Game Day here at 98.7 ESPN. And as I said before, we do have Mike Tannenbaum back on the program with us. Mike, welcome back. Uh, as well as, of course, Matthias Kiwanuka, who hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, he's still here, and I'm still here. So, uh, guys, a really big storyline that I, I wanted us to discuss in the previous hour we couldn't get to. And I don't think enough is being discussed about this. And this is Brian Flores. Okay, now, of course, part of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball. And this week gets to go up against his former team, the Miami Dolphins, where he's got a lawsuit. And, and of course, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, you know, revisit all that went wrong there with the organization and him. 
But nonetheless, I find this to be a really interesting storyline and a really interesting scenario with Tua getting back in action. Um, you know, Kiwi, let's start with you because I, I know that you're very near and dear uh, to, to with, with Brian. Your thoughts on where you think he is and, and how important you think this game is going to be for him to beat oh, his it's, former it's, it's team, the Miami be- Dolphins. It's going to be of the utmost importance. I think last week was a very important game for him. I think this week is probably going to be the most, you know, this is definitely circled on his schedule. If it wasn't, it should have been. I think he's an incredible coach in terms of his knowledge and understanding of the game. I personally lined up next to him or in front of him at BC, and I and I know that even back then as a player, he had a mastery of defense and understanding what the offense was trying to do. So being with Belichick for all those years, you know, he's got it, right? Um, coming back into this situation after everything that transpired, being put in those situations um, where his, um, you know, his not just pride, but but his, um, what do you call it? Not intellect, but like his, uh, he, he was being tested basically, right? Mm-hmm. And he chose to stand up, be a man, and to be accountable, and to go up against the NFL, and he's still doing that, right? Like he's a man's man. He's the he's the consummate, you know, ideal of what you want, who you want leading your children, who you want coaching your son. He's going to show them not just how to play football, but how to conduct yourself in this world where not everybody has your best interests at heart. So I think. You know, the the team that he's on now, he's better suited for. Will he get another chance to, to be a head coach in this league? I don't know. Will he win the lawsuit? Probably. He'll, he'll get some kind of compensation or settlement because things have already come out. But in terms of what this game means to him, I think – uh, you, you can't say you can't say enough about it. He was able to beat Brady, and now for him to go back into Miami and get another dub, I feel like it'll be uh, the the player's side that that vindication of 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 wanting to just go out there and beat somebody who did you wrong. You know, the court battle is separate. This is all about you know the mindset of a player. You did me wrong. I've got something for you, Mike. Yeah, I would say you know. Um, what Kiwi said was well said. You know, what's interesting to me from a football standpoint is, you know, going back to last week, and of course, this is all about, you know, Anita, uh, Anita.com and Anita Survivor Pool, <laughs> but maybe we should have thought about Anita is, is uh, you know, what did Brian Flores know about defending Tom Brady? You know, I think in hindsight, that was probably a little bit of a bigger factor than any of us thought of. And now taking Kiwi's thoughts and spinning it forward to tonight's game, which is, you know, what does he know about two of that? Maybe nobody else does. And mm-hmm. again, I think what Mike Tomlin did was just absolutely incredible. Like I just, I've been around the game a long time guys. And on paper, like Pittsburgh had no chance to win that game. I mean, just think about it. They're signing like practice squad corners and they're beating Tom Brady. So I'm just, uh, you gotta give Brian Flores credit for helping in that, you know, game plan guys. And now moving it forward, you know, going to tonight's game, what does he know about Miami? I think it's super intriguing. So um, I think that's an underrated aspect. I mean, I think Kiwi addressed all the sort of off-the-field intrigue, and, you know, there's a lot to has to go on here. You know, there's still a pending lawsuit. But from a football standpoint, I'm fascinated to watch how Pittsburgh defends the Dolphins. Again, uh, we've got Matthias Kiwanuka and, and, and Mike Tannenbaum here on New York Game Day, and it is time for Mike's Bomb of the Week. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. 
So that means it is time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. With that being said, Mike, what is it? We're going to go with the aforementioned Pittsburgh football Steelers traveling down to South Florida to play the Miami Dolphins on a national televised game. And I can't wait to see the matchup specifically against Tua Tagovailoa coming back and those two great receivers at Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill against a really well-coached Pittsburgh Steeler defense led by Mike Tomlin and the BC-educated and reared Brian Flores as uh, a teammate of our teammate of uh, Kiwi. But, guys, I think it's going to be a really great, really interesting matchup. You know, last week we saw somehow Pittsburgh slow down Tom Brady and that Buccaneer offense, which has struggled. And uh, just really interested to see how Brian Flores and Tom Tomlin attack to it. Are they going to try to bring pressure? Are they going to play coverage? And, uh, and from a fan of the sport, I think it's going to be a great game. And, like, to me, I think Pittsburgh, with all the question marks, has a real chance to go down and win because that defense is playing really well. And that's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Samuel Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit SamuelPain.com today. All right, now time to turn our attention to our predictions. It's one of my favorite segments, gentlemen. Uh, let's start, of course, uh, with the Giants going up against the Jags. Um, this is a Giants team. I, I just, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't understand. I, I think the wrong team is favored here. I don't quite get it. You know, you, you've got this, uh, you've got this Jags team. They're at home. They're getting three. So, you know, okay, I, I get it. Home field advantage. You know, that's where the three comes in. And, and so odds makers think that these two teams are, are, are equally, uh, balanced, um, equally as good or equally as bad, however you want to frame it. And so the Jags are getting three because they're home. The over under is at 43. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. Who's going to win and why? I go 28-24 Jacksonville. Um, I just think as great a job as Brian Dayball has done so far, guys, you just can't have sustainability in our league and not make some plays in the passing game. And I think this is the week it catches up to them. Um, they're having a certainly a, a really resilient season. It's sort of uh, hopefully the first of many for the Giants under Brian Dayball, but um, I think it catches up to them today against a well-coached team with a really good defense. Kiwi? Yeah, I, I understand, um, Mike. I think you hit it right on the head. Like, it's hard to have sustainability, and when you're looking at a young team who is, you know, having unexpected success – this is a game that you can look at the schedule and say, hey, maybe they wouldn't be 100% prepared for. I don't think it's going to happen this week. I still have the Giants winning 31 to 17. I think if they clean up those big runs, um, then, you know, they continue to get turnovers, then it, it'll stay close throughout most of the game, but then eventually it's going to get away from the Jacks. 31 17 Giants. 31 17. Before you give your pick. Sure. Hey, Anita, before you give your pick, I'll tell you what. I don't know if Kiwi can do anything in terms of, like, picking games, but, boy, how about an A-plus for loyalty? I mean, Boston College, New York Giants, this guy, I'll tell you what, his loyalty is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get um, Indianapolis Cathedral for a state championship. We'll, be all, we'll get all three. I'm 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 on the Kiwi side here. I, I I think I think the Giants are the better team. And listen, you know if 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 anyone really took a deep dive and, and watched what Wink Martindale was able to do defensively against the Baltimore Ravens and, and Lamar Jackson, um, he's he's half the reason why this team is 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 having so much success. I know we talk a lot about Brian Dable and what he's done for Daniel Jones, but 
You know, I just, I think, I think Wink is going to come in. I think he's going to load the box. I think he's going to take ATN as well as James Robinson out of the equation. He's going to put it all on Trevor Lawrence uh, to win it for him. And, uh, and I think he throws at least two picks in this game. So uh, I've, I've got, I've, I've got the Giants winning the turnover battle and I got the Giants winning 24, 17. That's how I see it. An exciting Jets fan base. Excited to see what they can do at mile high against Denver and uh, and what what's the spread now before we start? Uh, OK, so Denver now is at home. They're favored by one. The over under is at thirty eight and a half. Mike, what say you who wins? What's the score? Yeah, guys, I, I'm going to go again. Low scoring game. I'm going to go Denver twenty eight, twenty one. Another low scoring game. And again, you know, the Jets like the Giants to play well, but um, th- they're. Passing offense has been very inconsistent. Zach Wilson got away with some, I thought, really poor decisions um, in uh, Green Bay last week. I like Denver at home this week, guys. What's your score? Uh, 28-21. 28-21. Uh, so it's a lot more, lot more points than I'm anticipating. Um, Kiwi, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm staying with New York on this one. I got the Jets 24-20 on this one. And the Jets are they're playing well. You know, there's something to be said about teams that just find a way to win games. And until they do come out and disappoint, I believe you got, I I think you just got to believe in them. I I do have Denver winning. I think this is going to be a very low-scoring ball game. Both these defenses are pretty solid. Both offenses are not playing well. As as you said, Mike, um Zach Wilson uh below 85 uh, QB rating and uh, 57% completion percentage. So uh, the defense obviously is what's been keeping the Jets uh, in, in their games and helping them win these games. And now you've got two. It's going to be the best defense he will have faced all season and two very good defenses where I think the Jets um, are going to be able to contain and hold down that Denver Broncos offense as well. So I think the under here, I love the underplay at 38 and a half, but my score is Denver 17, the Jets 13. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, so great having you on. As I always say, I, I love waking up and, and spending my Sunday mornings with you. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Mike, Kiwi, any final thoughts? Mike, let's start with you. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, I wish I went to uh, college, high school or junior college with Kiwi because I, I know I'd have a friend for life. So, um, <laughs> But beyond that, it should be another great day of football. And, you know, both New York teams playing really well, and that makes it an exciting fall. And always great to be with you guys. And, uh Enjoy the games. Kiwi? Also, same thing. Positive. New York football is good. I would say pay pay Daniel Jones and Saquon. Let's get it going. Pay that man his money. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Enjoy your Sunday. Pay that man his money. Tom and Harvey producing the show. You guys probably don't even know where that sound bite comes from. Do you? Okay. I don't have it yeah. on uh, me right now. You'll- <laughs> Colonel Schultz uh, was that character's name. Um, anyway, um, listen, it, it, it has been a, a fun few hours. Uh, some of the biggest news, obviously, Russell Wilson not uh, going to play today because of a hamstring issue. Uh, Brett Rippon will get the start against the Jets. And, uh, and also, for all you fantasy football freaks out there like me, uh, no disrespect, um, that is uh, Pacheco is going to get the start in the backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you haven't grabbed them off your waiver wire yet, what are you waiting for? Hashtag run, don't walk. Go get it done. Okay? Stay tuned. Pat O'Keefe is coming your way next. And then followed by, of course, Dan Grassa and Greg Buttle with your Jets pregame show right here on 90.7 ESPN. Pay that man his money. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.